Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Culkin, and today we are talking with Charlene Riccani. She is the owner, the CEO of Booked and Balanced, a CPA firm that your business always needed. And today we're talking specifically about SaaS products. And as I said, my guest today is Charlene Riccani. And first, Charlene, welcome. Second, we're talking about SaaS products today, and I'm sure most people have heard the term SaaS, but might not be totally familiar with what it is and what it means. So let's start there. I, I think a lot of people are familiar with at least uh, a tax software. So they would go to um, Office Max and purchase um, Intuit Pro Tax. I can't remember what it's called, but they would go purchase a tax program or even back in the day, there was discs that said AOL and sure. you had to go and purchase all of these discs. And so what happened with SaaS, it's on-demand software. You could download it. It's a cloud-based software. You could have it on your desktop. You could have it as cloud-based, but it's on-demand. It's there. It's a subscription-based service. Um, so it's very unique because anyone could log in from anywhere, right? So you could put it on your phone, you could put it on your computer, but it offers you the ability to log into whatever service you are paying for from anywhere in the world. Most of the SaaS companies that I work with and that are out there have an app that offers you basic functionality to see whatever it is you signed up for. You're not going to be able to see everything, but you're going to be able to see a lot. So that's something that's relatively new, right? So you weren't able to do your taxes on your phone, even the IRS has a software as a service. Um, it's free, but you can check your refund status using an IRS app. So everyone is getting involved with this. The state of Michigan, the IRS, everyone. When you and I first met, one of the most, um, I, I wouldn't say astounding, but the surprising thing that you said is a lot of people come to you and they say, I've got an idea for an app, but it's going to cost a trillion dollars, so I'm not going to do it. Can you dispel that myth for us, Charlene? And, and I'm also in the process of developing an app. And I found that so far I've invested none of my own money because I had no idea there were so many options for grants and funding through the county, through your college, through universities. You didn't even have to go to that school or be from that state to go to a university, Wayne State, OU, U of M. You go, you go to them and you propose your idea. You don't actually have to have it um, completely thought out. Just one page, here's what I want to do, and here's how I plan to get there. And they fund you. They will give you up to $50,000 for free. It's a grant. So what they do is they don't give it to you. They pay your attorneys so that you could copyright or um, create an LLC. They pay it to your accountants. They pay it to your coders. They pay it to all of your vendors directly. So you don't have to worry about that money your vendors issue a bill to the school for the grant and it's paid. So wow. now you can have your coders, your attorney fees, um, and attorney fees are very high, but your grant can cover all of it. I've seen a client whose grant covered all of their attorney fees and you don't just get one grant, you go to multiple places. There's websites where you can go and launch your idea and people will invest in your idea. So there's a lot of options. So if you have, if you don't have a penny to your name, you could still create a very successful software app. It feels like Charlene, even be even before COVID, it felt like there was this 
this tempo of innovation, uh, not only in the United States, but specifically here in Michigan, that a lot of these people are able to kind of take their ideas and, as you just said, run with them, go find people to give them seed money or get them started. Are you seeing, uh, in the midst of COVID, with people being laid off and kind of having to reimagine themselves, are you seeing a lot more people reach out to you and say, I've got an idea, but I'm, I'm not really sure what step one is. Can you help me? Yes. So I actually had someone um, call me the other day who shocked me. I did not expect um, this guy to call me, one of my clients in a completely different industry that said to me, Charlene, I have an idea for an app and I think it's going to like cost me millions of dollars. Um, do you know where I could find investors? And I said, slow down. First, what's your app? And he's like, yeah. So I've been sitting around and I thought I could, we could do this better because he's had a lot of time to sit down and, sure. and think about this. Yeah. So I said, that's a great idea. Here's step one. So I sent him over a template to fill out who, what, why, and when. So who, what is the, who are you trying to service? What's, what's the solution? What are you trying to fix? Um, and so he fixed out this, he fixed this template. And now without any money involved, we are going to be going to investors and applying for these grants together in a matter of two weeks. Really, everyone thinks it takes really long to launch an app and to get funding. It doesn't. SaaS, SaaS moves quick. Getting funding is quick. There's websites. It's set up similar to PayPal where people can invest in your company immediately. You put up an idea and if people like it, they invest in it. You get the cash right away. It's like a GoFundMe for startups. There's cool. plenty of them. So it's it's really cool. Um, it's and a lot of more, a lot more people, a lot more people that are surprising me are calling me saying, I have an app idea. Everyone has ideas. Everyone has great ideas. They're just afraid that they can't afford it or they don't know where to start. They don't know who to call. Who do you call if you have an app? Do you really call your accountant? You you don't know who you're supposed to call. But you can call your accountant. Well, I was going to say, apparently you do call your accountant, which leads us to my other question is, as you're going through this process, lawyers seem like an obvious phone call, but perhaps a CPA doesn't, but it should, right? Correct. So a lawyer can tell you, can you have this name? Can we register this company in the state of Michigan or whatever state you're going to be registering it? Um, legally, what you're allowed to do, how you're allowed to sell this. So when I was developing my app, I called my attorney and I said, this is the name I want. He said, you can't have that. There's another, <laughs> company, there's another company in the industry that sells a similar um, service. So I couldn't do that. So they helped me buy the name so they can do all that. But lawyers can't tell you, most of them can't help you get funding. They don't know where to go to get grants. Um, accountants know these things, accountants that work in SAS, not all accountants. So I've noticed, at least in the state of Michigan, there's not many accountants or CPAs that work in the SAS industry because they don't think that there's a market for it. So truthfully, the logical choice when you're, you don't know where to get money from is to go to the money guy, the money person, that is your CPA, the accountant. I am the money girl, right? I can tell you where to get money from and how to spend it wisely. And, and most people don't know that, but your accountant, your accountant knows everything. Accountants are great. <laughs> well, not only that, Charlene, the other industry that you work in, cannabis, a lot of people don't necessarily understand what's known in the cannabis world as 280E, which can Correct. literally ruin your business plan. So I would imagine there's some pitfalls in SaaS that you also need to look out for that you can help them navigate. 
100%. So in SaaS companies, the whole model is a reoccurring monthly subscription fee. And if you don't do accounting properly from your very first subscription, your financials uh, will just be just be ruined. No bank will give you a loan. You can get loans. You don't have to have investors. You can get loans based on your reoccurring monthly revenue. But if you don't track it correctly, the banks are not going to give you any money to start any new project or um, integrate new ideas into your app. Like I said, if your financials are poor and you don't have accounting from the beginning, you won't get any investors or bank funding. Um, so it's important that you understand the reoccurring model, um, subscription-based services. If you don't understand that, if your accountant doesn't understand that, you will fail. How much of that do you see when people come to you that they just don't understand the financials? They've got an idea, they want to build an app, but they know they need a monthly recurring revenue, but maybe they don't know what step two through 412 are. How much of that are you seeing? I'm seeing that a lot because a lot of um, developers and a lot of my clients in all industries don't understand that when you get paid, so a lot of these SaaS companies get a year in advance because they offer a great discount. So you, you typically see if you're purchasing QuickBooks or any other program, monthly fee, um, semi-monthly or a big discount if you purchase an annual. So when I pay a developer or a SaaS company an annual fee, they think that's their profit. So, wow, I just made $1,000 in January. Not true. That has to be split up. So it at first, it's confusing to them because they're saying, no, Charlene, we made $12,000 in January. You did it. You made $1,000 in January and we have to break it up. So it's, it's, a, it's a learning process because it's a different industry. A lot of companies are service-based and they don't get paid annual subscription fees like a SaaS company does. So it's, it's, there's a little bit of learning curve. And I, I'm a teacher. I teach at um, OCC. So I love teaching accounting. I love teaching my clients about accrual basis accounting, revenue, the revenue model, um, subscription-based services. So it's a learning curve. A lot of them don't understand it and it's totally fine. That's what I'm here for. I want to teach my clients about all of their accounting profit and loss statement, what it means, how it works into their business and how we can improve it. Did you just say that you're a professor as well? I, I guess I one, that's amazing. And I want to talk about that for a second, but two, like, where do you find the time for all of this stuff? How do you, how do you manage your clock like that? Because for people who are maybe just meeting you for the first time, you've got your hands in a lot of projects that you're excelling at, at an incredible degree. And then to hear that you, oh, and by the way, I'm also a professor because I love to teach. How do you navigate a clock like that? I have a great dedicated staff. So I make sure that we can all manage our time and that my staff is happy. So I never overload them. So I have this model that every four new clients that I get, I hire another full-time staff member. Um, so I make sure that we are all um, not overworked. We're all happy and we all have time to do our job. I won't take a client on if I can't give them a hundred percent of my company, meaning we're dedicated to them. We are always available. They, it, it, what I offer is controller services, not a CPA practice where you drop off receipts and run. Right. I'm right. constantly available. My team is constantly available on my website. There's a chat with me now. And typically that's, you don't know who you're chatting with, but that's literally going to my phone 
always, it's always going to my phone initially. And if I have to give it to one of my team members, I will, but they're always talking to me. I get a text message and we respond. Um, how do I find the time? I don't know. I, I really don't know how I do this. <laughs> um, it's a lot of coffee, a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, but I, I truly, truly, truly love teaching accounting because I fell in love with accounting my senior year in high school. It was the only class I loved. And I thought, you know, if everyone else could really understand accounting like I do, I think that people will be more comfortable doing their taxes, not getting ripped off to do their taxes um, and, and could look at their P&L and, and understand it. My goal is to make every client understand their P&L. So if something were to happen to me, they could explain it to their next CPA or they can they could do it on their own. Everyone should understand what's going on in their business or how to do their taxes. Can you take me back to that senior year in high school? Can you remember what it was about that class that just made you go, this is the thing? Like this, I get up every day and I'm absolutely on fire for this thing. What Do you remember what it was that you just went, oh Lord, where has this been my entire life? Yeah, so my entire, so when I was younger, I used to make up problems in my head I remember being 13 or 14 and I used to say, okay, a family of five takes vacation to Florida and they all want to buy this many tickets. I used to have story problems and I used to love figuring out how much it would cost them, um, how much money they would need to save. So when I had my first class senior year of accounting, I'm like, oh my God, this is a thing. People do want to understand how much they're spending and how much they're making. This is so cool. I loved the income statement, the profit and loss statement. I just fell in love with it. I'm like, okay, they made a thousand dollars and this is how much they spent and this is how much they have. And it just clicked. I'm like, of course this makes sense. Um, so I loved the, everything fit. Every dollar that was spent was organized. It was all a puzzle. And you said a bunch of puzzle pieces, you know, Eric spent 500 here and 500 there. Now let's put it all on a piece of paper. So Eric can see how much he made. And I just, I fell in love with that model. I'm like, this is super cool. And again, I think it empowers people to know how much money they made in their business and how much they spent. And I, I think it's, I, I don't know, maybe I'm like a nerd, but I think it's super cool just to be like, you know, I know how much I'm worth today. <laughs> like, I, I just, I feel like it's a great feeling to wake up and know what your value is in your business. The last question I want to talk to you about is is specifically to Booked and Balanced because, you know, hearing you talk, you not only do you have a knack for business and a knack for accounting and a knack for people, that knack for people has clearly put you in a position of leadership where you now have a system where if I get four clients, I need a new full-time employee. And I will tell you, Charlene, you don't hear that very often. Most companies go, I get four new clients and I fire a full-time employee so I can have a better P&L at the end of the day because I cut costs. Talk about your philosophy and how you've built this business to what it is today. My business is about, and I've been told this, but my business is about not ripping anyone off. I don't want to overcharge for a service. I want to be fair. So in order to be fair, I have to make sure my costs are right, but I also have to, if I'm billing you a certain amount, I want to make sure you get the service. It's not fair for me to tell you, okay, this much a month, but then you never hear from me again, or I'm failing you. I'm not giving you your financials. Like I promise my reputation is very important to me. If I promise you financials by the 15th, I have to get them to you. And I physically can't do this all by myself. So it's important for me, two things to 
do what I promise and to make sure that I'm staffed properly so I'm not overwhelmed. And so my client always has someone to reach if I'm not around. I don't care about my costs so much as my reputation and my clients being happy. Teaching, everyone knows that teaching is not a high paid gig. I do no. it because I, I really do love doing this. Um, as much as I love making money like everyone else, I really do love hearing, thank you, Charlene. You've helped me so much. And the only way I can help them is by not ripping them off and by making sure that I'm available or my team is available. So my business model really is, what can I do to make you happy? And I ask every client of mine every 30 days, whether it's over the phone or it's formal, it depends on you know how often we talk, but are you happy? Is there anything I could do to make you happier? Yeah, Charlene, I'd like my financials on the 13th instead of the 15th. Fine, got it. I will make that happen. Um, I, I ask them every single month because I truly want to know. I really want to make sure that you are happy because you're giving me your money, your hard-earned money to do a service for you. And if I don't perform it, I feel super guilty. <laughs> um, so, and it's important to understand that because there's a lot of CPAs, you know, okay, Eric, $1,000 a month. And then where are they? You never see them. You don't talk to them. Um, they don't answer your calls. They're always busy. They're, they're assistant answers. They're team answers and you never can reach them. Um, and it's important for me to always be available. So if my clients want to talk to me every single day, I make sure I talk to them every single day. They need to see me on site. I'm usually like remote because it's 2021 sure. and we're allowed to be remote. But if they need me to come to their offices, I show up. It's important for me. And if, I, if there's a point where I can't do it and I can't show up, I won't take on that client because the most important thing to me is my reputation in this, in, in the accounting industry. Charlene. So if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? To be quite honest with you, I know this is um, random, but text me. I love text messages. My phone number is on my website, um, texting me or just calling me, but I answer my texts right away. I'm always on my phone is always in my hand <laughs> nonstop. Um, text me. Hey, Charlene. You know, I watched your podcast. Hey, Charlene, I was on your website. Love to talk more. This is the industry I'm in. Call me whenever you get a chance. I text back right away. Um, I get LinkedIn messages all the time. If you send me a message on LinkedIn, put your phone number in there. I'll text you back and say, hey, got your message. Um, email me. My website is live and it's a cool website. You can chat with me. Um, on my website, there's a QR code, a QR scanner you could scan the qr code and my phone number and all my information will just show up on your phone so i'm pretty i'm pretty cool with that you are pretty cool charlene <laughs> ricani booked and balanced uh thank you so much for the time today i cannot wait to do this again very soon thank you so much eric